0: Is the e commerce coffee break, the podcast dedicated to Shopify store owners who want to optimize their business?
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the e commerce coffee break. Today, we want to talk about content, content creation, and how important it is for your store, for your website. Therefore, I have Katrina McKinnon on the show today as a guest. She is the founder of Copysmith at copysmith.com. That's a company that creates quality blog content at scale for e commerce stores. Katrina is also a founder of the e-commerce Fuel Group, and um, we want to talk about how to scale content, why to hire from Kenya, and her anti-SEO approach to content. So let's get started. Hello, Katrina. How are you today?
0: Hi, Klaus. Thank you very much for having me on this wonderful show.
1: Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Give me a bit of a background. What got you into copywriting? What got you into content creation?
0: Sure. So the the the, the, the one liner is I was running an online store So um, and we got all of our revenue from organic content, uh, from organic traffic. So our whole store, all the revenue we made was purely from the content that we wrote. And so this little house that I'm standing in right now was bought on the basis of all the content that we wrote. And it would just trickle in every month. The revenue would just trickle in and I would tuck it away into the mortgage and it paid off this house. And it was purely content content driven so that's how i got started in it
1: for a lot of store owners or entrepreneurs business owners content creation is a bit of a red flag they see it as a time waster it's taking them away from their main focus now you said you were very successful with that what do you think was the difference what made the difference there
0: it was really creative what we did was creative content i think that when we you sort of said in the headline that we're a bit anti-seo We very much base all of our work on SEO principles, but we don't follow the usual patterns. So what we try to do is we try to create really creative responses to content. So for example, this store that I ran, um, it sold gazebos and gazebos in Australia are those, you know, it's the metal poles with the, the canvas canopy. It's not the, you know, the wooden gazebo. And what we did was we made an article called 101 Ways to Gazebo, and it was literally 101 images of gazebos out in the wild being used in markets and fairs and all these sort of gatherings around the place. And they weren't necessarily our products, but that one article with 100 photos of how to use gazebos we were able to dominate the main brand keywords in australia for over eight years with just that one article and so the idea and i know i know that sounds like amazing and sensational but sometimes it really is thinking outside like it's it's trusting your gut with content and saying well what would i like to read and so personally You know, I like to look at lots of photos. I'm a very visual person. I don't want to read, you know, how to set up a gazebo, how to store a gazebo, how to clean a gazebo. Those articles are useful, but at the end of the day, people are just sort of scrolling around, having a coffee, as you know, as we are, you know, having a coffee, and then they really just want to be entertained a lot of the time. So that was a real breakthrough moment for us was it's not so much... Or you, you must follow all the SEO principles that Google asks you to, but not even Google likes SEO. So, Google is constantly trying to stay ahead of the, all the SEOs who are following the algorithm and trying to beat the algorithm, and we don't. We just create content that gives people an experience.
1: Okay, makes perfect sense. Now, obviously, a lot of tools are available, that AI tools that create content on a big scale, Um, quality is questionable there, and it's all to beat the algorithm. And as you said, people are not necessarily reading, Um, they are just scanning text, they're looking for entertainment. When it comes to that, I know that a lot of copywriters, most of the time they use to work for a client is on research to get into the topic, to get the idea on what the client or what the audience needs. How do you approach that?
0: We approach it by just doing common research in Google. So we just all the all the questions that have ever been asked are always in Google anyway. And so we just do our research in Google. We often with our clients, we get our clients to do a screencast. We ask our clients to do a screencast and they just talk through their product. They start on their product page. They just talk through on their product page what are the features, the benefits, what's the unique value of their product. And then we give that to our writers and it creates a connection with our writers. The writers all say, oh my gosh, I just met Klaus. He's so nice. I saw him on the video and he talked about this and this and this. And so it's this very human-centered approach. So you just sort of said about the AIs that are able to write content and some of those have their place. Jarvis, for example, is a very good tool for writing content, but only very short snippets of it. You really have to um, dig in and do it very slowly with Jarvis. Jarvis can't just generate an entire article. It's very good at um, giving you ideas, but ultimately, I believe it has to be a human-centered approach because humans come up with unusual ideas. They come up with new thoughts and unique concepts that Google's never seen. When we do that, that's when all the content takes a leap up in the search engines.
1: Mm -hmm. Talking about the time or talking about features and benefits, um, a lot of E-commerce store owners, they love to talk about their features. And you see this on product detail pages. And the benefits are somewhere there. And actually, it should be the other way around. The benefits yeah. lead the text. How did you get, do you get someone from blog content, from mm-hmm. entertaining or um, yeah, educational content to a product detail page?
0: Yeah, so again... It's all about following human nature. So some of the things that we do is, and you know, as soon as I say these things, you'll just go, oh my gosh, it's so such common sense. There's no tricks to it. There's nothing secret about it. It's literally, people like clicking on images. So when someone, so what we tend to do in our blog content is we put a product photo in, but as we were talking about the features and benefits, we will literally write Um, feature statements or benefit statements for um, the product around it. So let's say you've got a fountain pen, you might have a statement that says easy to clean, Um, or you might sort of say, you know, has a tough nib that will last for five plus years. When you have a product image that has information added to it, people click on it. We've tested this. People click on images a lot more than they will click um, on a button. So a buy now button, they'll tend to click on an image. Another thing that we do To get people from um a content piece an educational piece through to a product page is testimonials people inherently like and trust reading about someone else's experience and again this taps into the emotion and so when we add a testimonial we always add testimonials little tip for the for the listeners is every 1000 words of your blog article add a testimonial because Google is looking for um, social um, social proof. Google's looking for social proof in your content. So when you add a testimonial, you can click, um, you can add a link on a couple of words, like maybe the feature of a product, and click that through to a product page. And again, because people are expecting to see more information about, you know, whatever this benefit might be, they expect to then see that product page. Um, one last one, and this is... um this is a funny little one that we found, was that tables, so we can always tell our content because we always put tables in our content because we've worked out that Google perceives a table as authority content. Whenever we place a link inside of a table because it's already perceived by the reader as authority content, people click through. So people click through to those product product pages. So when I think about my own behavior on the internet, I try to avoid the, you know, the buy, buy now buttons and it doesn't matter. I've done all these tests. You know, I, I heard you talking about this before. Um, in another show was about the color of the buttons in one of your, um, you know, your little short snippet shows was about the color of the buttons, testing the color of the buttons. I, we, we've done all of that. We've tested the blue, the orange, the green, the red. The things that have worked for us have been the funny silly little things such as putting a link inside a table
1: okay oh great tip there now when it comes to scaling content um because google wants to have new content fresh content all the time so you have to feed the the monster the machine what's your tip there so how often should a e-commerce store owner put out new content
0: yeah, this is a hard one. Um, Google literally says is, says in its advanced blogger guidelines, write well and often a frequently updated site. Those are the exact words that it says and we've taken that to heart. So we tend to say if you're a brand, it's oh class, it's so difficult because it really depends on your budget and where you are in the stage of your store. Larger stores tend to order 50 articles from us and then they will blog twice a week, two to three times a week because they've got that momentum already in their stores, but um, newer stores who are just starting out, you've got to be so careful with your budget. You know, it's like every dollar counts. You have to be a very lean machine when you're starting out. And so we sort of tend to say to people, um, create evergreen content that will live forever, but only maybe publish five or 10 of those. And then just see how Google reacts to your store with that evergreen content. And exactly like you do with your content is you create little snippets From your larger, you know, you do these longer podcasts, but then you have these shorter snippets as well. Google doesn't mind the length of it as long as it's good quality and it's got some value in it, but short content's just as good as because it's evergreen advice. So I suppose it's, you know, I hate that sort of whole depends, but if you're a small store starting out, make some evergreen content about how to use your product. And if you're a larger store um, who's been going for a while and you've got a million visits a year, we tend to start doing things that we call fun, drunk, auntie content, which is more sensational content that attracts a lot more traffic because that then gives you another bump. But once a week, twice a week, once a month is okay, but you have to remember that your competitors have probably got 200 articles. that You've got to catch them at some point.
1: Okay. Now, how do you... And your team at copysmith.com help your clients. What's the process? How long does it take to to get going?
0: So the process is pretty hands-off. We do everything from keyword research to the title writing, right through to writing, editing, all of that sort of stuff. And we even publish on the client's websites. And we do custom graphics, all sorts of stuff. It's just this whole thing of, you know, for so long – I I knew how hard it was to produce content. And that's the thing that happens to everyone. They try to produce their own content and then they usually just say, oh my gosh, this is so hard. You know, I can't get all the moving pieces together. And it is really hard. And so what we've tried to do is we've just tried to take that that challenge off people's plates and we just take care of it for them. So it usually takes about a week to get started with us. The first articles generally arrive in the blog about two weeks later. We're not the fastest, in the industry, we're certainly not the fastest. Some people have turnaround times of a few days. Um, I would say we're on the slow side, but the quality that we produce is worth the wait. I hope um, we're starting to see those results. The business is only quite new. It's only two years old. So we're now starting to see the results from those first clients really coming through and it's very promising. But yeah, so it's that's the sort of the typical process is you just reach out, chat to us. We're very friendly. And then um, it takes about a week or so to get started with us.
1: Okay. One technical question comes to my mind. Um, The blog feature in Shopify is best case so-so. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So what's your recommendation there? Put a WordPress blog or anything
0: else on the same domain or what route would you go there? What you do is you just use the Shopify blog um, until you get really big. Um, Google can still Google has this massively high tolerance for rubbish, okay, including the Shopify blog. If Google didn't have a high tolerance for junk, then it wouldn't be able to crawl any part of the internet because most of the internet is just confused, bad code, you know, really slow loading pages, all of this sort of stuff. So, Klaus, the thing to do is to not even worry about it. That's Google's problem, not yours. As long as Google can see the website, so I always say always put your blog on the homepage because when you do, and Google says this in the Google Rater guidelines, it says if the blog, if content appears on the homepage, it must be important so it starts to crawl it. So put your blog on the homepage. Um, Don't worry about the Shopify blog um, for the first, I would say for the first 200 articles. Once you surpass a hundred or two hundred articles, once you have 60% of your organic traffic coming from um your content areas, that's when you can switch it up and start creating templates and different themes. There's um there's a tool that we've only just been introduced to called Bloggle. I think it's a bloggle, um, it's an app on Shopify. We haven't had a chance to check it out, but one of our clients has just moved to it. So I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But I just just everyone says that Shopify. The Shopify blog feature is terrible. But I think everyone should get over that and not worry about it because that's Google's problem. Google's desperate for this content. And so just produce the content that it wants.
1: Okay. Good tip there. Interesting enough, I got approached by Bloggle a few days ago and oh, I haven't you? looked into it. Um, but have, underwear- you, have you
0: seen anything <laughs> about it yet?
1: I can't say anything about it, but they might be on the show pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. I'd so, love to learn about it. Yeah. Um, let me know who's, who's your perfect customer.
0: Our perfect customers are e-commerce stores. We're specialists in e-commerce stores because that's my background. Um, we have templates set up for e-commerce stores. We know how to write content for e-commerce stores. All our training is geared towards e-commerce stores. Most of our e-commerce stores, um, most people are able to, um, buy a 10 pack of content. So they usually are doing a million plus a year. But of course, you know, we're really happy to always talk to anyone. Anyone's very welcome to just ask me questions and I'm, very open to helping anyone and everyone because i've been i've been there been there done that been in that position and i know how frustrating it can be when you feel at the bottom of the you know the bottom of the pile and you just can't really ask someone a uh, question so i'm very open to helping anyone and everyone but yeah so our perfect customers are e-commerce stores basically because that's where we specialize in
1: cool where can find our listeners find out more about you and your services
0: just Copysmiths.com. We've got a whole bunch of resources in there and lots of fun things happening. And you can just go to Copysmiths.com and noodle around on the website and you'll find all sorts of bits and pieces.
1: Cool. I will put the link in the show notes so people can find you quite easily. Cool, thanks. Katrina. Thanks so much. That was very insightful. I think there was a lot of golden nuggets in there for store I owners so. about content and how to create content. And um, looking forward to um, see how you grow as a company.
0: Thanks, Klaus. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Thanks so much. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey Klaus here. If you're a Shopify store owner and you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed and not sure what to do next to grow your business, you struggle to convert traffic into sales or turn website visitors into buyers and you want to like have direct access to a mentor who can assist you with your store strategy, offer, marketing, sales and anything else you need, then I would like to invite you to apply for my Get Conversions program where I show you how to remove the guest work out of growing your Shopify business and create clarity to optimize your business for maximal growth and profit. It's a application-only program. To apply, go to my website klauslauter.com to learn more. And finally, please do not forget to subscribe, like, and comment. And I would be grateful if you would leave a quick, honest rating and review over at Apple iTunes. It's a huge help and allows me to reach more people with the podcast. Thanks in advance and until next time at the e-commerce coffee break.